Hello. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I am here too. Yes, yes. Sandy's I here just to the don't side. Want to sit in Melissa's lap. <laughs> we we have been. Uh, we were sitting here talking about the books, and I looked down like, "Oh crap! <laughs> we're supposed to be doing this with other people." Um. So it has been a minute since we've joined everybody for our book talks, book review. It has been a while. It has. Um, not that. And we might be here a little bit, hopefully not too long, because we both have stacks that we're going to talk with you tonight. Um, hello. So bear with us. We have three cameras growing. We've got TikTok and Instagram, each on their own separate. And then we've got YouTube, Facebook, Twitch on another. So, um, but we decided we were going to go over some newer releases, kind of vast uh, topics here. Um, and then a couple of older titles that have been out that maybe people haven't uh, heard or seen. Which one of us wants to go first, Sandy? Okay, go for it. Go for it. All right. Do it. <laughs> this one here, uh, The Big Book of Candle Magic by Jackie Smith. Um, I love this book if you are new for candle magic working. Um, and my favorite thing about this book is the first chapter or two, she gets into why are you wanting to cast that spell to begin with? Um, don't just put a Band-Aid over it. You know, for instance, you're wanting to do a love spell. Well, what's been blocking you in obtaining love in the first place? Is it uh, some traumatic issue from a childhood that you need to kind of delve into first? Are you more prone to being shy and self-isolation? So you're making it harder for yourself. So getting into the why you're in that predicament and working from the very bottom of what's causing. So... Um, it's great for that way. She gives so many references on how to work your candles, what you can add, um, how and why they work, the correlations. There's, there's a lot in here. She even gives you the astrology stuff if you're into that. Me personally, I don't care. <laughs> uh, but she will you know. tell you. <laughs> Work the magic when you need it. If you are in a financial bind, the engine blew, you're getting uh, laid off at work, you're not going to wait two weeks for a uh, full moon or a new moon, however you want to do it for your money. You're going to cast that spell now. So don't wait and continue suffering. Um, she even covers some other little things to add to your candle working that I hadn't even thought to do, um, like dice. Uh, adding that in, dice is prosperity, using spells where you need the odds to be in your favor. Mm. So she gives some really good extra correlations thinking outside the box of doing your candle working. Uh, this is a nice thick book with a lot of info in it. Um, and this book is $24.95. And if you are a fan of the Coventry Creation Candle line, she owns that company. So she knows what she is talking about. So The Big Book of Candle Magic by Jackie Smith, the owner of Coventry Creations. Wonderful book. Even if you've kind of been doing candle magic for a while, like I have, you're still going to learn some stuff in here. So consider this one. We have copies. If you need us to set one aside, we can do that for you. Your awesome. turn. My yeah. turn. <laughs> 
All right, and I'm going to try to hold it up so all three cameras can see. I'm going to talk about uh, the book of Dog Magic, Spells, Charms, and Tales by Sophia with Denny Sargent. Um, so I am, we, ha we have cat allergies in our house, so we have dogs. And one of the neat things about Sophia is she's an animal intuitive, um, and her grandparents, she also taught her um, kind of introduced her into more of her psychic abilities. So that was interesting. And when I first thought it, I um, picked it up and looked at some of the charms, medication, or blah, okay, words are good. Spells, charms, <laughs> and meditations. Uh, how a spell to find the perfect breed or new dog love visual visualization words and I aren't getting along. That's that, that not was good. a big word that came out there. Uh huh. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, this is just going to tell me how to pick a puppy and raise it. But it, I was wrong, which I'm glad I was wrong. Um, she goes into depth about magical dogs around the world. She talks about. Um, really looking at how great dogs are, not just for search and rescue or companion or um, service dogs, dogs that can, you know, that are there to help people with diabetes when their sugar goes too low, too high. Um, and, and in a lot of ways, it is a magical bond between the dog and the owner. Mm -hmm. um, she also goes on to talk about uh, how to imprint with a new puppy. And it's a, it's a really cute spell, and it has to do with fabric. And it, she does talk about the full moon. So I think on this one, maybe timing is everything. But um, a small, deep blue, soft cloth or blanket, like cotton, wool, and some rose water. And she just tells you, and some of this is common sense with a magical flair to it, right? Sleep with the cloth or blanket close to your skin at least one night before you get the puppy. Before you go to sleep, hold it close and burn some calming incense. And she recommends jasmine. And then while thinking happy puppy thoughts. Um, <laughs> and then she tells you at, early, at twilight or early evening, go outside with the blanket, stand quietly, thinking peaceful thoughts, breathe deeply. And completely relax. Put the blanket um, all around you and then feel joy at getting that new puppy. Surround yourself with calming blue light and say the lair is safe. The night brings peace. All stress and sorrow now release. Um. And then she goes on to tell you a little more. And I thought, okay, that was kind of neat. And then she also talks about making um, your dog your familiar. And this one is really simple. Um, you need a sharp pin because if, if you're not a blood person, you do need to prick your finger and uh, put a few drops of blood on the dog's food too. And if the dog eats, then the dog's willing to accept your contract as, as a, a familiar. And if not, then no. I, I have certain things about that. I, I will just yeah. let my tone carry that one over for you. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> And then she also talks about working with um, deceased or spirit dogs, I thought was kind of interesting, especially when I, I do think of Marianne and all the conversations about uh, her ghost dog. And then last but not least in this book, she does kind of give recommendations based on your zodiological sign, which I thought was interesting. And we know how Melissa feels um, I'm a Capricorn, and I can tell you I've not had any of these breeds, um, but that doesn't mean I wouldn't be willing to try. 
try one. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's a cute book, especially if you're a dog lover. Um, I will say that whenever I had my crystals out, um, one of my dogs, who I do consider my familiar, he likes to uh, be involved. Hmm. So nice. I do think dogs can be familiars. They're breaking that stereotype. Um, so one of the next books I read was The Witch's Guide to the Paranormal. Um, and you know me. Um, I work with Marianne Winkowski, the ghost whisperer, quite often. So, of course, I had to delve into this to see what could be said. Uh, by J. Allen Cross. This is uh, Llewellyn Publishing. Um, Flex investigative methods that only witches can yield. Mm. I don't think it's just witches that can do the stuff that's in here. But catchy, right? Um, I do like that he is going over different cleansing. You've got your smoke cleansings. Um, he does cover different herbs that can be used. Um, herbs and resins, I should say. So uh, dragon's blood, copal, uh, frankincense and myrrh, which, you know, there's a reason why the Catholic Church uses that so much. Absolutely. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, Nog Champa, Mugwort, Garlic, um, goes over uh, water cleansings and even sound cleansing because you can clear a space with sound. Mm -hmm. um, goes over the difference of like uh, infestation versus oppression versus like hauntings. Um, so pretty good. I agree with a lot of this. Some of it, just my experience with working with Marianne. I'm kind of going, no, like in here, it says, why are they earthbound? And one of them is they're trapped. No spirit is trapped anywhere unless maybe when they were alive, maybe they weren't uh, mentally all that well. And for whatever, for whatever reason, they have trapped themselves. But just because they die in a location <coughs> does not mean they are trapped to that location. No. Um, but it's, it's pretty good. Um, it's not, uh, not horrible. Um, and what I found interesting is I was reading a lot of this. I'm like, a lot of this sounds familiar with what Marianne and I talk about. Um, well, in the recommended reading, the last one, because it's alphabetical, is Marianne Winkowski, Wingo Speaks, <laughs> Understanding the World of Earthbound Spirits. Um, but also uh, goes with another local uh, author to us in this area, Michelle Bellinger. Um, the Ghost Hunter Survival Guide, Protection Techniques for Encounters with the Paranormal. So I'm like, oh, yeah, we have two local ghost people and authors here uh, mentioned in the book. But it, it's pretty good. Um, if you are of the mind of doing some ghost hunting and want some other uh, things to look into, this book is good. Um, there is a whole thing about shadow people and the big uh, top hat man. Made me think of another book that we did for a book club with Marianne. The uh, the shadow people are dressed in there. Nobody knows what these things are. Like there's nobody really does. Theory abounds. Are they interdimensional? Are they just shadow people? Depending on how you see earthbounds, maybe they look like a shadow to you, where somebody else can see them full on. So you never know. There's there's much speculation on what exactly earthbounds are. But um, The Witch's Guide to the Paranormal by, uh, by J. Allen Cross. It is $16.99. Um, pretty good read. A lot of common sense and a lot of other stuff in there. If, if maybe you are somebody who's asthmatic and you can't burn, you know, incenses or sages or smudging, um, try the sound healing or the water cleansing. Mm -hmm. 
Um, he goes over some candle workings and cleansing a space of using black candles, putting uh, spirals so it sucks everything in. Like so, that. so yeah, pretty interesting book. Well worth the read. So, thanks. Yeah, herbal medicine and emotional healing. This book is by Tina Sams. Look at all the post. Look at all my. I think my she really poison, likes this one. All my poison green post-its, right? Um, I do like this one. Um, there's something that just kind of spoke to me. I'm one of the rare people, I suppose, or maybe I'm not. You guys tell me if I'm wrong, that actually read an introduction to a book. Okay, I'm the oddball sure. out. Sure. <laughs> um, but one of the things that I really liked some, and I'm just going to read briefly, she said, I wasn't giving them just tea. I was giving them all the beauty that surrounded each plant. I was filling their emptiness with swamps, meadows, and every plant's experiences of deer running past them, rabbits feasting on them, sounds of trains off in the distance, thunderstorms and brilliant sunrises, breathtaking sunsets and long winter nights with full moons shining down on them, all bubbling creeks and streams, rushing rivers and huge waves from giant, uh, gigantic lakes. And she goes on to describe the herbs. And I'm not going to lie. The first thing that came to my mind with the deer running past them was probably the deer tinkling on them too. But <laughs> that's why it's important you wash your herbs. Just plant the marigold rounds around and keep them out. Especially, you know, depending on where you're uh, foraging. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just saying. It's one of those dressing. things. So in here, she does have a lot of recipes for tinctures um, for different things, not just for emotional help, stress, um, even allergies. But one of the other things she says is to not ignore your doctor, too. So that's important. And I really like that she's not kind of just blowing it off. She even talks about journaling. Um, we're kind of coming into shadow season. So... She gives you some journal prompts, like, how are you doing today? And journaling about it. <laughs> um, she also talks about sourcing and um, the ethical sourcing of plants. And she gives some recommendations of companies, uh, especially because a lot of these aren't just used for dressing candles or in spell work. They're, they're for, con you know, you're actually going to consume these. Um, and she also includes things for if you're allergic. So if you know you're allergic to a specific ingredient that she calls for, she does offer up some substitutions, which nice. is really important. Um, she's got just a ton of, of great, brilliant pictures in here. She also goes on to talk about tinctures, how to make them, uh, decoctions, how to make those. She gives... Um, bathtub teas as well that you can make on your own and does she talk about making sure um not to let some of your herbs go down your drain so you don't clog your drain with growing plants yes one <laughs> okay. of the things that she talks about right here is um what you're going to need is like a, a cheesecloth a muslim um piece of muslim to tie your herbs in and i also like to use a giant tea ball one of the huge ones that I can find when I take uh, bath teas. But one of the other things that I liked about her is she also gives some great pictures of the herbs. They're alphabetical. 
She has a nice uh, appendix in here. She talks about um, culinary herbs, non-culinary herbs. Her glossary is great. Um, just about everything. And it's for, I think, anybody who um, is just getting started mm -hmm. or even if you're a kind of established. She gives you, like I said, resources on where you can find herbs, um, where you can find uh I like her weight supplies. equivalents. And yes, she definitely gives you oven temperatures, both Fahrenheit and Celsius, so it doesn't matter where you are. Same thing with volumes, weights. Evil that, Ann said, pictures, my kind of look. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, definitely like the pictures, um, which is nice when you're, especially if you're foraging, because then you know what you're getting. Um, and because they're not just a drawing, they're an actual picture. Mm -hmm. you'll be able to say, oh, this is lemon balm. Yes, I can identify that. Because, you know, sometimes that coloring can change slightly. The, the leaves can look the same mm -hmm. and be way off and you're maybe on the poison. Right. So I think this is uh, a great book and I like that. She kind of gives it all there. She's got 101 different recipes. She's got some uh, herbal allies too. It, it, I think it was definitely nice. one that's worth uh, diving into. And it's only, is that right? Wow. It's only $16.99. I think it's well worth it. $16.99, guys. Not in there for that. There is. So the next couple I'll do are some newer folk magic. Appalachian and the next one will be Southern folk after this one. This one here, if you're somebody that you like collecting old texts just to have to reference back maybe on some history. Sure, have at this one. There is a disclaimer right in the front that some of these are potentially dangerous, poisonous, and, and not really in a fun way. There, there's no like to get rid of the cheating husband. <laughs> no. Um, and there's some back history um, in here that really this Osmonds and Steel, um, Appalachian Folk Magic, um, Jake Richards put this out with a foreword, foreword by Silver Ravenwolf. Um, and she gives her real name in the, the foreword. I forget what it is. Don't care. Um, <laughs> How do you really feel about this? Book? Yeah, I, uh, I was really contemplating on, on doing a couple of these because this is the first time that we're doing book reviews and I, I'm not exactly thrilled with a bunch of them. Um, but it's pretty well hinted in the beginning in this, uh, the history of how this author finally came across this, that Osman was the mother, uh, Steele was the son, and this was more of a money-making publication. So people could go around and say, I can heal you with all these things. Um, some of them, I'm sure, uh, could be, but for the most part, like I was looking around, um, the one that I kind of laughed a bit with uh, was a good remedy for vomiting and diarrhea. <laughs> uh, take pulverized cloves and eat them together with bread soaked in red wine, and you will soon find relief. So saith the book. Um, the cloves may be put upon the bread. May be put upon. May be put upon. Um, that's provided you do not have sensory eating issues of wet, soggy bread going in your mouth. I do. Therefore, I will not. <laughs> no. Um, it's interesting. It kind of throws back to medieval uh, medicine. Yeah. Um, a lot of what's in here 
it's not really going to pertain to today's life, right? So this is this is old. This is like 1800 stuff. The curing of uh, swelling in the cattle. Um, right. And it's not really for urban use unless you do happen to keep cattle. A protection against cross dogs. Repeat the following. Dog, hold thy nose to the ground. God has made me and hound. In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's that top one. So it, it's kind of, if you just like collecting old texts and having that history and kind of tracing, you know, lineage, sure, add it. Um, but it's it's not super helpful for what we are doing in today's world. Um, a certain cure for hollow horns on cows. So... I mean, yeah, there you go. Old Appalachian uh, folk magic. Old uh, is the key word, right? Yeah. Um, and I was kind of surprised how many, there weren't that much biblical or scripture used because in, in quite a bit of folk magic, um, you will hear a lot of these practitioners are um, holy men that are using the Bible to heal. Mm -hmm. um, not so many in this. So, um, yeah, this may not be one that I will I run out and be like, you must have it. No, that must <laughs> get fall this one. All right. So from pretty pictures to not as many becoming the witch, the art of magic by Danae Moon Thorpe. So what this book lacks in pictures, it, she really does make up for in information um, there are so many different uh, chapters in here. I think there's actually 17 of them, which doesn't sound like a lot, but there's so much cram-packed, jam-packed. Uh, she talks about scrying. She talks about um, moon spells, talks about the power of breath and air. So working with mm -hmm. the elements, offering spells, um, a spirit letter offering, there's a huge section on, gee, what's coming up the end of this month. So Samhain and Halloween, she gives you information on charms and plants. I don't know. There's a ton of information in here. And one of the things that I liked in her appendix, she definitely includes her correspondences, whether it's colors, um, the magic of numbers, days and metals. And she does uh, include some figures. So whether you're just starting out and becoming a witch, or maybe you've had interest and never really thought, mm, this is actually a really a good book. I do recommend this one. Uh, it's only $21.99, and it's a pretty fat book. She's really got a lot of stuff in here, and it's easy to read. While there may be few pictures, it's it doesn't read like a uh, lot more instructions or anything. It's really kind of interesting. Attract luck to open your heart, mind and opportunity. And you do it on the full moon. Um, plants. She tells you what you need. Protection for awareness of negative energy and to create boundaries. And she tells you when to use it with uh, the cycle. And there's even Faye and the elementals in here too, if you're interested. Those damn fairies. Oh, and there is a figure here. Corn dollies on how to make a corn dolly. I used to make those. 
So there are some pictures. But yeah, she's a pretty good one. Pretty good one. Talks you got about all the good books this time. I, I did for a change. And what's sad is we pick which ones we're doing each we do time. Pick, we um, do pick our own. Although like, you did you did push one or two my way. And well, because I'm like, this, this is a. You're like, you're interested in this. You're you interested like in this. Stuff. You're into the herbs. <laughs> All right. So the next one that I have is Southern Folk Magic by Phyllis Delight. It's actually medicine, but that's okay. Medicine? Oh, it is. Southern Folk Medicine. I can't speak. You can't read. I we're, can. we're doing well together. <laughs> and you know what? We're not drinking. So maybe we need to. Probably. <laughs> with dinner. With dinner. Um, this one is $21.95. Um, this one has no pictures. Well, but. Um, <laughs> This is, is a pretty good one um, if you're wanting to get into the actual folk medicine in healing. Um, she goes over the different like fluids of the body and the elemental state of the body. Are you a, f a fire? Are you a water? Are you an earth? And breaking it down and then the remedies that are going to be used. Um, she states that uh, one treatment, say, for IBS that works for me may not work for you because maybe right. I'm an earth and you're a water, mm -hmm. you know, so it needs to be addressed uh, accordingly per person. Um, she states over and over again in this book, do not ignore your doctor. Use this in combination with this is not the excuse to quit taking your medicine to never exactly. step foot into a clinic again. Um, but this is a more in-depth read. If you were looking for fun little remedies that are spelled out for you, kind of like a spell type thing, you're not going to find that here. You're actually going to have to do your homework and do the research and follow the guidelines of how you treat each kind of element um, of the body. So um, a little more serious read rather than just the fun, you know, oh, light this candle, say this thing, and voila, you have your your healing remedy. But uh, this one is $21.95. Um, it's interesting that it goes mm -hmm. by your elemental. Yeah. So they break the body down. And what I found interesting in here, um, a lot of how she addresses things speaks heavily uh, to even some of the shaman work that I do. So it was making, making sense that way. So um yeah, if you if you want more of a healing side in your mystical practice, um, this is one to consider. But again, it's not your fun, easy, quick pre-done for you because you are literally, this is like your med school version versus of having a preset. Somebody else says this works all the time and maybe it won't work because that person's different. So, yep. Southern Folk Medicine by Phyllis Light. Nice. Interesting. Ma'am, I don't have time for serious reads of my life. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. Erin Murphy Hiscock. She's the author of The Green Witch. She's also the author of The Green Witch's Garden. This book is interesting if you really are into gardening. And she not only talks about soil development, um, but spells, chants, sayings. Things to wake your garden up every spring, how to put it to bed for the winter if you're in a season, you know, in a climate like we are. You go outside she and yell, has, go to bed. Go to bed right now. <laughs> she talks about what um, is a good list 
of plants and their color correspondence. She does give some nice colored pictures. It's really kind of interesting. It's a lot more than what I thought. Um, having had a garden myself and, and getting away from it because I just haven't had the time. Mm. Um, the importance of your soil and talking about how you can, um, you know, get it tested, what you can do to enhance it. But then she also goes on and talks about um, what you can use as a substitute for blood in spells. Oh, hearkening back to here. Hearkening so back to see if my, the dog will eat my to. food with three drops of my blood. Um, cherry juice. Okay. She says cherry juice can be used as a substitute for blood spells. Well, why the hell not? So there you go. Whether you want to give your dog your blood or not, that's okay. But she does give you magical associations of fruits, vegetables, herbs, different plants. So when I saw the cherry was a good substitute for blood, I thought that was... Uh, a neat one. She has charms for new plants, bringing them in. Um, everybody knows about talking to your house plants and when you're, you know, giving them a new pot and telling them why and how it's going to help. Um, but she's got charms for welcoming new plants into your garden. So it, it's a really nice way to look at gardening and bringing it into the magical and spiritual part of your life. Nice. So this book, I would definitely recommend that. She even go, goes on about garden farklore. I gotta stop <laughs> <Farklore>. reading <laughs> farklore. How about garden folklore and traditions? Okay. Deities, new words. deities and spirits <laughs> associated with gardens. Mm -hmm. So who do you think uh, from the Greek pantheon would be associated with gardens? Probably either Demeter or Hestia. Yep, Demeter. Right Ooh. off the bat. Mm -hmm. Um, and she goes on with Chinese, Japanese, and Egyptian ones as well. There's quite a few different deities from different pantheons, which I was impressed because sometimes you don't get, um, more than one or two. Right. And it's usually in a book. Celtic and Greco-Roman. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah. Casting spells in your garden, intuitive magic, ideas for garden spell work. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> Is there um, a spell to keep the pollen down for your allergies in I your own garden? I haven't found that one in this, uh, in this. I'm sorry. Well, we need to contact her and be like, try harder. That's right. <laughs> so this book's only $17.99. It's a and it's decent a hardback, size. Guys. It is a hard, hardback, which is nice. And honestly, there's room to make notes. She definitely has a lot of room in the margins where you can make notes uh, with regards to what you've wanted to do and kind of make it your own BOS when it comes to mm -hmm. your garden. There you go. Ooh. Ooh. So um, good juju. And a fun fact, uh, this author, um, Naja Lightfoot, actually has Ohio ties. So I got lots of Ohio going nice. on tonight. Uh, she is a really good, uh, writer. Like she draws you in, she connects you. She's not talking down to you in like, because she's been doing this for so long and you're a newbie and let me tell you how things are. She's really good at connecting you. Um, 
she reiterates um, over and over that, uh, so it says Juju, let me back up. And it's, it's a lot of hoodoo work. So um, I talked about this briefly on Thursday's live when we were going over uh, hoodoo because it's um, hoodoo appreciation month. Um, it's a thinner book, but she's got a lot in here, but she reminds us that hoodoo is a practice, not a religion, and it is an open practice. She does give history and background with it. Um, the thing that I found really uh, helpful in here, and I think a lot of you would as well, she goes over the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram, how to do it, what to say, the, the actions you're going to do. I can't tell you the last time I've seen that explained in a book. In a long time. Yeah, that's nice. So um, was impressed with that. Um, goes over different altars you can set up, honoring your ancestors, um, even how to safely and um, appropriately how to gather the graveyard dirt. Um, if you are feeling so inclined to go do this, um, there's, there's a lot in here that she covers, um, in the book. She does not waste your time with all of the silly little history of my hoodoo is better than so-and-so's hoodoos, um, which I find very refreshing. Um, but it's, it's nice. Um, there was one other thing in here. She also brings in the working with music and adding music into your working, um, which will go a little more over in this. How many more books do you have? Can I combine these two? Yeah, this is, I have this one and one other one. One other two one. Left. Okay. Um, her second book, Powerful Juju is the newer one. Um, this one, what I found interesting is she gives you song titles um, and the kind of working you're going to use them for, um, which is really neat. Um so if you are in with a court case and you need help, you're going to call in Marie Laveau with the song Willow by the artist Joan um, Armitrading. Hmm. And she walks you step by step how to do that working. Um, so it was it was interesting. I, I like her uh, thinking outside of the box. And I, I like that you can get Marie Laveau on your side. Yeah. Um, healing your soul with solstice Minerva. And the song is Ball and Chain, and that's Janice Chaplin. So her her music taste is across the board. It's not all one type of genre. Um, it, it's pretty interesting. So if you're looking for a way to kind of step outside the box of doing the same old thing all the time, and you're open-minded into adding music and experiencing different kinds of music into your working, this is a good one here, Powerful Juju. Um, and again, she was the author of Good Juju. And for those of us that are from Ohio, like it's just fun to help support somebody with Ohio ties that lived in Ohio. I think she said she was around Chillicothe. So um, good juju and powerful juju. That's awesome. Um, Rise of the Witch by Whiskey Stevens. That's how I wake up before my Ma coffee in the morning. Making magic happen your way. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. She's out of Canada. Just no. so you know. Okay. Um, she talks about her magic as, as grunge magic. In other words, she just kind of decides, you know what? I'm going to do this, and I'm going to initiate myself into it. And she goes. And one of the things that I like about this is she gives you 
not only chapters to read with information, but exercises that are pretty simple to follow, um, meditations, suggestions for meditations. <laughs> Don't be spreading those lies, Evelyn. Um, <laughs> she talks about altar maintenance, your tools, your exercises. She um, talks about color magic, hmm. candle magic, types of spell crafts. Um, she talks about Wicca and her grunge magic from the 90s was characterized by unkept clothing, edgy rock music, and general attitude of being carefree. I just keep hearing Nirvana. <laughs> There's her grunge magic. <laughs> That's how she pictures herself. Um, one of the things that I do like about her is she talks about, unfortunately, it's nobody we know, but she talks about how you can actually take uh, your interest in magic and being a witch and opening your own store, making a living at it full time. Nope. Uh, no, not a damn thing about that. I don't know anybody who can do that or has done it or is doing it right now. <laughs> no. Um, but this is an interesting book. <laughs> she does have some suggested reading. One of them happens to be uh, Candle Magic is also recommended in uh, Rise of the Witch here by Whiskey. Stevens. So by uh, body, mind, and spirit witchcraft. She talks about the different types too. Chaos magic. Finding a mentor. Buying a flannel. Lighting a your flannel. candle. <laughs> yeah. Magic on a budget, which I thought was kind of nice. So many people think that you have to have big elaborate things to cast a spell and you really don't. Right. So some of the exercises, for example, make bath salts or make your own tarot and oracle cards. It's, you know, you mm -hmm. have a deck you really can't afford, make one. I mean, that's how most of them, especially oracles, start out. Right. Um, we have that divination meetup, and uh, there's been a couple times where the group collectively made an oracle deck. And at times they will use that during the meetup for reading. And of course, shadow work, integrating the shadow, different ceremonies, and uh, sharing your magic with the world. I think it's kind of interesting. And then one of the things that's fun is she says, come back to this page a year from today and answer the questions left for you here. 12 months have passed, each bringing its own lesson to learn and messages from the divine to digest. It's a wonderful thing to be able to look back at the past self and realize just how far we've come. And then nice. she, she lists out 10 different questions. So it's, it's kind of um, back to little journaling type it, there. It really is. It's not a bad book. I had never heard of her, I'll be honest. Um, she's written quite a few books. Hmm. And one of them is uh, DIY Witches. <laughs> <laughs> Do it yourself. DIY Witches. Okay. Um, the next one, we're going to pull this out here. Try and keep this separated with fingers. Um, Would you like one of my 27 post-it notes? Your, your poison. I like your poison my green. My poison green post-it notes. <laughs> Would you like one of them? <laughs> poison ivy here. It's nice. Um, I have bought those little tabby things and then promptly like left them somewhere. And I refuse to buy another pack. As soon as I do, I'll find the first ones. Um, yes. Um, okay. So Mastering Magic by Matt Aron. And he his first book, Psychic Witch. Great book still continues to fly off the shelves. I'm like, let me do this one. I have mixed feelings on this. 
Um, I'm going to jump to the parts that I really uh, liked here. Um, he's got a whole section with sigils. Um, and sigils have become a little more popular um, with Laura uh, Tempest Zakharoff's book, uh, Sigil Witchery, um, which he gives the credit for, for one of her sigils to use. But um, he then goes over, and this is one of the first ones that I learned because I had, um, still have a great interest in the Enochian. And when you see the angel names written out, they're usually in that sporadic mm -hmm. uh, drawing. And it's because you're using this wheel here to make that. Let me back out so everybody can see it, to make it. Um, and he explains how to use it, which is actually simpler than you might think it is. Uh, but that's how you get those jagged half triangle straight lines. That's um, and then the other way uh, was actually the first way that I learned from one of my teachers way back when is writing out names or sentences and you cross off the repeating letters and you use that to create your own sigil. Um, and then he takes it a step further by making it look less like the letters right here and making it look more artsy for that sigil. This is more so if you have that written around somewhere, like if I was going to put something up above my door for business and if I was worried about somebody trying to counteract that, make it not look as clear like it's a magical working. Right. Um, so I, I found that uh, pretty, pretty interesting that he was willing, you know, or not that he wasn't willing, but to, to share that. Um, and then towards the back of the book, which I found fun, this was another thing that I learned way back when that I don't know if many people do this anymore. So when you're doing your spell working, um, I was taught originally that every hour of the day is broken up to align with a planet. Um, you take sun up to sundown, that's your first like 12 and your sundown to sunrise is your next 12. And every hour again goes into a day. So you time that. And um, he explains the two ways you can do this, um, one of which is the way I was taught. But I don't think many people know how to do this anymore, in right. which planet aligns to which hour. Um, when I was doing the hoodoo initiation with my teacher and I asked him about that, he's like, you know how to do that? And I'm like, yeah, I learned that back in the Stregoria training. He's like, not many people know. And I'm like, I don't see that very often. So um those are in here if you want to learn that. Um, it's the Mastering Magic, a course in spellcasting with the Psychic Witch by Matt Aron. It is $18.99. It's a pretty decently sized trade paperback. But um, yeah, those are the features that I found helpful and useful in this here book. What is your last book? My last book, and it's something that I'm well, I'm coming out of the broom closet um, that I think is fascinating, and that is palmistry. Um, so I, I was happy to pick this one up and uh, and take a look at it. And this one's by Peter Hazel, who's in Australia. So I've been all over the globe with my you authors on, on this go-round. <laughs> um, one of the things, and maybe I was naive, or maybe it's because TikTok made me do it, but... Um, I've seen so many like, oh, let's look at this. And what do you have on this mound? And where are you with this thing? 
that I'm like, well, let me dig a little deeper. And I guess my interest has uh, at least taught me something. And that was, I can't use your hand to -hmm. tell you the future, which really bummed me out. But it makes sense because your lines on your hands change and the future hasn't been written on your palm. Right. But you can see, tell somebody's past. You can tell somebody's potential. And this book is pretty interesting. It, while it's not a lot of color, but there are some well-defined um, examples of what to find, where to find it, and what it's for. So I didn't mark this one up a lot, which surprised me. Um because I think I'm just going to buy it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like I have to buy it a root in it. Um, but it even talks about n- your nails and the shape of somebody's nails. And I'm not talking the ones you, you get done. The ones um, you're born at with the store. Yeah. You know, <laughs> when you go to the nail salon. But this one is really interesting. Um, and You want crystal gel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so better for you. <laughs> right. There's a comedian uh, that holds a whole thing, and that's what we're referencing. I can't think of her name. Angela Johnson. I knew it was Angela, but yeah, Angela Johnson. Look up her her whole skin. Yes, getting her nails yes, done. Yes, it is great. Um, <laughs> yes. So this one, I am not going to share too much with you guys because I want to read more. Um, I did just a quick once over, and I'm like, all right, I just probably want this one anyway. So, palmistry, quick and easy, right? So 174 uh, illustrations. So it's not just a, a quote unquote basic one. So it's interesting nice. to me. Well, um, that's it for tonight's book. Yeah, these are all in store. I think most of them are up on the website. Um, if you go looking for one on the website and you don't see it because you want to buy it, send me a message. I'll get it up real quick for you or we'll figure out another way to get it to you. Um but we're gonna we're gonna try and do another one of these here, maybe sometime in November. Uh, Kaseni and I are both huge readers, and uh, whenever the new books come out, um, the old Borders manager in me is like, "Ooh, what's in this box?" Yes, yes. Um, so yeah, um, let us know what you like. Send in recommendations if there's a book that you really like or that you heard about and you want us to take a delve into it. Feel free to leave it in comments and we'll see it or uh, send a quick email over and yeah, we'll discuss it. We'll see what we like about it. Yeah, we'll tell you how it is. Mm-hmm. We're not afraid to say mm, this wasn't our cup of tea because. Right. But that doesn't mean it's uh, not interesting in its own way. Exactly. But so. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. Have a great yes. night. We're going to go. Uh, We're going to go have dinner now. We are. Bellies are rumbling that they are <laughs> i'll be sleep working tomorrow but that's okay i get to oh, hello everyone i see some last minute people coming in hello hello we just got done with a book review um so if you're on tiktok and coming in late um hey peyton <laughs> <laughs> uh you can watch this replay um it's on twitch it'll be on twitch you can go watch it on twitch right now um, you can watch immediately or within 10, 15 minutes on Facebook, the book of faces, um, also on YouTube though, for whatever reason, YouTube takes 24 hours to process the video and make it live again. Uh, so catch us over on Twitch, um, or on our Facebook page and you can, can watch it again and, and laugh at me not being able to speak properly. Words were hard tonight. Words were hard. Yeah. It's a good thing I can read them faster than they can come out of my mouth. (laughs) 
but thanks for joining everyone. And um, I know Peyton, you just got here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go eat. We went through a lot of books too. Yeah. It, this was a lot. I, I had what, two, four, six. I had seven. How many did you have? Two, four, six. I had seven, but I didn't review the one. Yeah. You weren't a big fan. I was not. I was really debating on that last one of mine too on it. All right, guys. Thanks have for a joining. Good night. Thanks for coming. Bye, guys.